Hello, my name is Darren Joseph with HGJ.tax. We're a team that seeks to demystify the sometimes confusing world of cross-border taxation. And today we have the honor and the privilege of speaking to Timur. Timur, would you like to introduce yourself to those that don't already know who you are? Hello, Darren. Thank you for your kind invitation to join the webinar today. Uh, well, my name is Timur. I am first of all an investment migration professional. I've been working in the industry since 2014. Um, 2020, we've uh, established a company called World Talents. Since we've seen there was a huge demand uh, in the market and the currents were telling us that there needed to be an alternative to the golden visas, especially mm -hmm. in Europe. Since mm -hmm. there was a lot of criticism from the EU towards the uh, classical investment migration programs. Mm. Absolutely. And today we're going to focus on Portugal. Could you talk more to the physical presence requirements? Is it that there are none? Or what, what is the minimum amount of time should one reasonably expect to spend in Portugal under this program? Well, so physical presence requirements are the, mm -hmm. are, are the most uh, demanding ones to be explained. Uh, okay. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, it is only correct to say that the special rules for physical presence requirement uh, exist for the golden uh, visa. That is it. What's important to know is that no matter how one obtained their residency, under certain conditions, uh, they will still be uh, intact with the legal requirements for physical presence if their absence is justified by the grounds of their residency. Since our clients are getting the residency based on the contract with the university, which requires them to be outside Portugal, it provides them with certain flexibility. Although that flexibility comes from the exclusion from the general rule, not from the special rule, which is applied to a certain type of residency. That is why it is important to always stress uh, towards uh, the audience and that the, the physical presence requirements uh standard one is supposed to be in the country although there is a special rule which we apply which allows our clients to be outside the country so far we haven't had a single question from the immigration authorities uh with mm -hmm. our cases uh but there is always a risk therefore our service agreements are structured in a way that a client uh mm -hmm. will receive a certain refund in case the residency permit is not extended mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So generally speaking, residence requirements for those on the pathway to citizenship are six in a calendar year, uh, six consecutive months or nine and 12, right? So nine months in the 12. So you're saying under this program, there is a degree of flexibility, but there's nothing written. Uh, so basically, the longer you spend, the better off you're going to be. But the less time you spend in Portugal, there's a risk that there may be issues with either the renewal of the residency or the citizenship application. But mm -hmm. up until this point, they have not questioned it, but they could at, in the future, they could. Is, is that a fair summary? I would uh, correct you slightly. Uh, so there is, a, there is a legal, uh, there, there is an article in the legislation which mm -hmm. explains how you can be outside and why you can be outside. And then you'll still be considered uh, in compliance with the physical presence requirements mm -hmm. but that's a general rule so in order to mm -hmm. comply with that general rule we had to mm -hmm. create the relationship with the universities in a certain manner 
as for the rest, it is correct. Hmm. Okay. So, in other words, if, if I'm to summarize it correctly, so for the time, if it is that one intends not to be resident in Portugal for a period of time during the calendar year, it will be wise to have a conversation with you slash the university to make sure that things, that that situation doesn't create issues later on. Is that fair enough? For every client, we have a curriculum which we uh, put in place and uh, mm -hmm. sure that, 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 that we fulfill the necessary requirements of uh, cooperation. Okay, right. Okay, right. So the physical presence requirements are driven by the curriculum. So that is not correct. So the physical presence requirements are very mm -hmm. simple, as you explained yeah. them before. Right. When the clients are outside the uh, outside the country, they are outside the mm -hmm. country because that's mm -hmm. uh, that that is required by the nature of their contract with the university. Uh, no matter how much time they mm -hmm. spend outside the country, in reality, if it's not the requirement, that that's already the failure. Uh, although, since the contract is allowing them to be outside and is demanding them to be outside, then no no matter how little time they spend. It is still going to be uh, in line with the requirements when they go for an extension. Okay. Does the contract specify in terms of days how much time they can spend outside, or is it subject to discussion? No, it does not specify. It is subject mm -hmm. to an individual case always. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.